I'm Ted Raddick with The Courier, and I'm here with Dave Hahnemann, and welcome to week seven of the NWO Pigskin Show podcast. Dave, NWO Pigskin you Show. got the joy of going to beautiful Oregon, Ohio tonight. It is lovely this time of year, especially, you know, especially when it's gray and gloomy and rainy and chilly and cold and blustery. Yeah, it's lovely. But you saw a win. You saw, saw a family win. Trojans comeback victory, right? Yeah. And uh, at halftime, I don't think there was many people in the stadium that thought that that was going to happen. But as uh, Coach Ritzler said, they came out of the locker room. Whatever they took into the locker room in the first half, they basically left there. And, uh, well, Oregon Clay has some skilled players, and every touchdown they scored was a, a big play. I mean, uh, quarterback keeper. And the one thing Philly did the whole night was they were overplaying everything. They blitzed almost every play. They wanted to get their passing team, Clay is, so they wanted to get their quarterback out of sync. And he did a great job of picking the right spot. Um, the quarterback uh, uh, draw, he went 60 yards for a touchdown. There was nobody there because all the blitzing guys and all the man-to-man defense was on the other side of the field. Uh, their next touchdown, just a little slant pattern, 10 yards over. But because the receiver had a step on the defensive man and they're all playing man-to-man, it's one-on-one, boom, he's gone. So when when Finley was able to solve that, defensively they were stopping Clay, but they needed to get an offense going. They needed to do something. They came out of the locker room in the second half and it was like, we're going to run the ball down their throats and see if they can handle it, and it worked. And it changed the the entire complexion of the game. They took control of it. Uh, Coach Ritzler said it was it was an attitude thing, and it worked for some reason. He says, and I don't, you you've probably never covered a game at Clay. I have not. But they have a, a huge wind turbine that obviously generates electricity for the school or something. Yeah, good but thing. It, huh? it was pretty windy. Yeah. I bet that thing was rolling. It was rolling. <laughs> But it's only like uh, it's less than a hundred yards away from the football field. Yeah. So you, so Coach Russell even joked about it. He says maybe it's that darn windmill or something, because half the time, when you're on that on the uh, south end of the field, you're driving right towards this big windmill, and Finley always has trouble at Clay getting started. They've beaten them 15 straight years, and I don't know how many times they've probably trailed early on because. They're just slow starters up there. There's something about that feel, that facility, that that aura, that something. Or maybe it's just a complete coincidence. Maybe it's a complete <laughs> coincidence. But they got it turned around. And uh, like I said, that, that first drive of the second half, boom, drew 60 yards in seven plays, and six of them were running plays. Um They got to turn around, and then they their defense stepped up. They got back to back stops. Um, then they got uh, the uh, Ben Ireland kid, the sophomore receiver, now has eight. I got need to check their records. I don't know what the record is for touchdown receptions in a season, mm-hmm. but he's got eight of them already. He's only a sophomore. Yeah, well, I mean he's good. You know, I mean it's been a roller coaster ride for the Trojans this year. You know they're. They're three and four after seven games. Right. Um, two and two in the track. Two and two in the track. St. John's um, next week. And uh, yeah, we were talking in the office tonight 
You know, they're currently sitting in the number eight spot. Right, back. In the playoff race <laughs> in the region. And I don't know that anyone behind them can catch them at this point. I know, I know it's bizarre. This Division One Region Two, um, it is not the strongest region of Division One schools in the state. Uh, yeah, that's you know, Finley could, Finley could go five and five and possibly and make they the can playoffs. Go four and six and have a decent shot at this. I yeah, think, I know. I don't see any Harvin points for any of the teams that, no. that are sitting behind Finley right now. And a lot of those are probably in the same leagues and stuff, so everything's going to balance out. Yep. There's going to be a win. There's going to be a loss. You're not going to win three or four straight and pick up a bunch of points. This is doable. It's doable. Trojans, you know, and, you know, there's a game in front of them that they got to have if they if they are going to even think about the, the word playoffs, and that's Lima Senior. I mean, they, you know, I don't know that I see him beating St. John's. Yeah. I don't know that I see him beating Central Catholic. Oh, I don't think anyone sees him beating Central Catholic. Um, Did you see what Central did to Whitmer tonight? Well, that was a a blowout win for Central Catholic. Over Whitmer. All right. Wow. But, you know, this season's going to come down to, and, you know, we we see that in the BBC, I mean, if Pandora Goboa wants to make the playoffs, they got to beat Arlington. they got to beat them. If Finley's going to make the playoffs, they got to beat they got to beat Lima Senior. All right. If they play with the intensity, I'm going to I'm going to say something real quick while I still have an opportunity. What epitomized tonight's win was after Finley got the second half kickoff, pounded it down and scored, Finley kicked off. And I think the next play, what happened there, uh, epitomized what Finley did to win the game and what they have to do to win their next couple of games. They have – and the, the the kid's name is Cam Spagnolia. On the kickoff, Oregon Clay had the, the running – the guy who caught the ball, he's running it back. Right. He had four blockers in front of him. Finley kind of peeled them off a little bit, but there was a blocker in front of the ball carrier and the ball carrier behind him. The only guy right in front of him – out, he wasn't going to take it for a touchdown, maybe, but he was going to get a big return. Right, was Cam Spagnolia, and Spagnolia put a little move on the on the blocker guy, got around him, nailed the running back, and and back at like the twenty one yard line. Cam Spagnolia is five six, one hundred and twenty nine pounds sophomore. Yeah, and if if they're going to play like that, I can see him doing. I can see him in the playoffs. If he got some heart, oh he God, be out there. He's he's five foot six, hundred and twenty nine pounds of heart. Okay. Speaking of playoffs, uh, I was at Patrick Henry tonight. Yeah. The Patriots uh, beat Brian, uh, Division Four Brian, um, unofficially. This clinches a playoff spot for Patrick Henry. Even with seven games left. Right. Well. I can understand that. They've yeah. they've played a very good schedule of teams with winning records. Yeah. Right. Um, you know. Before you could even blink, it was twenty-one to nothing. Really? You know, Brian had an unfortunate. I mean, every team has this happen at some point or another. They just absolutely blew a coverage on a fourth down play. Uh, Patrick Henry's quarterback T.J. Ramey threw the ball out. Uh, there wasn't a Brian player within twenty yards <laughs> of his receiver. And who was it? Holloway? Colton Holloway? Uh, not this time. Uh, it was Cade DeLong. Cade DeLong. He's uh, good, he, another good player. He just walked into the end zone, basically. <laughs> um, 
Patrick Henry was they were pinned back on their own five yard line after after a pretty good Brian punt. Okay. Uh, Colton Holloway this time uh, came out uh, out of the slot, uh, beat his man. Ball went up. Ramey threw it up. He and the Brian defensive back kind of both jumped up for it. You know, Holloway's a pretty good sized kid. And yeah, he he shrugged off his defender and zip, 93 yard touchdown. <laughs> So, they they have that ability. They have uh, that talent. Yeah, it was it was twenty one nothing before you could blank. Um, you know, Brian Brian's not awful. They've got a actually got a pretty good quarterback who has a, right. a live arm can make all the throws. He had a couple touchdown passes. Every time Brian would score, though, Patrick Henry would come back answer right. with another touchdown. You know, keep that buffer going, and that's a pretty good football team. You know, I've seen now in. You know, Division Seven, Region Twenty Six. I've seen Macomb. I've seen Patrick Henry. I've seen Lipsick. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a good region to keep an eye on. The team that wins that region is going to be a very very good team. Yes, and we'll get waxed in the state semis. <laughs> well, back. well, we'll see. Yeah. The the thing, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to do the preseason stories on Patrick Henry. I love sitting down with Bill Inselman. He's such a straight-up, honest guy. The thing there that's really motivating them this year is what McComb did last year. In the second round of playoffs, they played McComb and got beat by them. And McComb went on to win state. And he said, McComb humbled us. And he said, that's what motivates us. They beat us, and they beat us convincingly. And they went on and won a state championship. See what can happen? Ta-da. It's going to be a heck of a race coming down uh, coming down the wire. Some of these league races, the BVC, you know. You got the BVC race where Lipsick, Macomb, Liberty Benton, they all play each other. Right. Weeks 8, 9, and 10. Um, boy, Patrick Henry looked good tonight. Um, Harden Northern. How about those polar bears? How about them polar bears? Five and two, Dave. I know. Okay. I know you like them. All right. You're a Dola boy. Well. Dolomatic. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up All here right. with Dave, and we'll be back here with uh, Michael, Michael Burwell shortly here, and we'll go over some of the other action in the area. Uh, had an area team in the Northern 10 Conference that got a really big win tonight. Big so win. So we'll talk about that. All right, we're back with sports editor Michael Burwell. And, uh, Michael, big yes. win tonight for a Car- lot of teams. The Cary Blue Devils. But specifically, the Cary Blue Devils, a, t- uh, a win that I don't think anyone saw coming. They upset, unbeaten Seneca East uh, in overtime. 26-20 to 20 was the final. Uh, what a game from the Blue Devils, I believe. Uh, I think it was Reese Billick had a touchdown run in the overtime to get the win. And I don't think anyone in this entire area saw this coming. Seneca East is coming off of a, you know, a D6 state semifinal appearance a year right, ago. And right. they're just kind of keep on rolling and, you yep. know, 6-0. And sure enough, they lose. You know, to a carry team that two weeks ago lost to B. Cyrus, uh, which is <laughs> just embarrassing. Um, you know, I saw them last week. You know, mm-hmm. they bounced back. They beat their Wyandotte County rival, uh, Upper Sandusky, very handily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it's just it, 
it's another indication of, you know, if you can get things pointed in the right direction with teenage kids, you just never know what's going to happen. That's a fact. And all of a sudden now, Carrie finds himself in a tie atop the N10 right. standings, which is even more remarkable, you know, after that, Owen, I believe, 0-3 start. And, yeah, to lose to Bucyrus and two weeks later beat Seneca East. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, right. that's, that's just absolutely outstanding. What a great win for the Blue Devils who all of a sudden you got to look at them as one of the top teams in the N10 now. If they can keep that confidence going, uh, who knows what can happen. Okay, I'm going to point out another another team uh, with a big win tonight, and that is the Hard Northern Polar Bears. Oh, enormous win and uh, kind of a mile, not a milestone, but just a historic win because they won 21 to nothing over Sydney Lehman. It was Harden Northern's first shutout victory in 12 years. 12 years. I think it was 116 games since they last recorded a shutout win. And to do it against the two-time defending NWCC champs and Sydney Lehman, who basically has owned the conference since uh, joining the NWCC, uh, I think it was about seven years ago or so. Uh, that's an outstanding win for the Polar Bears. Owen Weatherall, you know, he's he's a heck of an athlete for right, them. Right. I mean, he, they, they have some pretty good athletes on that team. Uh, he had three all three touchdowns, a couple runs, and a touchdown reception. I think he accounted for just under 200 yards total uh, between rushing and receiving. And, you know, Hard Northern now, I think they're 5-2. and two. And they're still in the thick of the NWCC race. Lima Perry's still unbeaten, I believe, right, in right. the league. Uh, but five wins is the most they've had since uh, since the, oh boy, I think 2007 or 2008. So they're already through seven games uh, in one of their best seasons since, uh, you know, they really dominated there in, I believe, the mid-2000s. Right, right. Okay. Um, you know, some of the teams that needed to roll tonight rolled. And, uh, you know, Ottawa Glendorf was one of them. Right, right, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> every year, Ken Schreiner and his staff, uh, they go to the soccer team and kind of see, you know, who who's, who wants to kick for the football team this year. You know, it's kind of – I think a couple teams do that, but OG does a heck of a job of pulling the best uh, – Best kickers from the soccer team, and they got a good one this year in Ethan All, and he came through pretty big for the Titans tonight. Kicked three field goals, a couple extra points in their 23-7 to win. Now, granted, OG's defense was really the story. You know, they played really well. Uh, uh, I think Shawnee had one long touchdown drive, and that was really about it. But, you know, Alt has kicked well this year, and, you know, I – I watched a game, an OG soccer game last year, and he's the Titans goalkeeper. And he kicks that ball so flipping far. I mean, he, he does the, you know, the whatever, the like a drop kick, like right. it hits the ground, and then he kicks it. It goes about two-thirds of the field. I mean, it's it's just fun to watch him kick it. And, you know, that tra- I'm, obviously that translates to, uh, to the football field. But Titans are keeping pace, and they're not looking ahead. You know, they got – uh, in the WBL race, they got Defiance this week. Defiance, I believe they beat Salina by one point tonight to get their second win of the year. But, you know, OG's got to take care of business against them and not look ahead to Kenton and Walpock right. week yeah. 9 and you 10. Don't, you don't want to get stuck in a trap game, that's for sure. That is for sure. Okay. Uh, Valencia Valley Conference, you know, the, the teams that needed to win, 
one. Yeah, there was no surprises in the BBC tonight. Uh, you know, Macomb, big win. I mean, blowout wins all across the right. league. Uh, Macomb, LB, Lipsick, all blowout wins. Pandora, Gilboa, uh, blowout win over Van Lue. Uh So that race really starts to heat up now with uh, uh, LB, Lipsick, and Macomb uh, right. all unbeaten, and they all play each other over these final few weeks. I believe this upcoming week is... LB Lipsick. Lipsick. LB at LB Lipsick. Lipsick. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be, and then obviously Lipsick, Macomb, week nine, then Macomb, right. LB, week 10. Yep. And that's just, that's going to be a heck of a race. That's going to be fun to see who comes out of that. And meanwhile, you know, with all that going on, uh, teams like Pandora, Goboa, and Arlington, I think they play each other next week, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> Couldn't tell you for sure. I believe okay. so, but well, couldn't tell you, you for know, sure. It's a big both, one too. Both, both those teams gotta have that game, <laughs> right? So. That's true. Yeah, for playoff yeah. indications, you know, PG especially. You know, they a couple okay wins to start the year, but yeah, they both of those teams definitely definitely need a, a couple big wins here down the stretch. Okay, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap her up for this week. Um, be sure and join us next week. You know, the, the playoff races are heating up. The league races are heating up. You know, some of these schools have their schedules backloaded to where all right. the big games are at the end of the year. And this right. is when it get, this is when it gets fun, Michael, because it's, we go into it not knowing who's going to win. I mean, you know, yes. there's some games we go to where we know what the outcome's going to be. Right. And now we're getting into those games where we're – where we don't right and, right and that's the fun part of the football season it really is it really is uh honestly like even this week between you know lipstick and lb who knows like yeah. i mean all these all these games who knows and the, the league races not only the bbc but everything else it's it's going to be hard to tell i mean even the nwc i believe grove and spencerville play this week that's a big matchup like it'll be it's going to be really fun to see who comes out uh on top these next few weeks Okay, we'll see you folks later.